Yeah. What if we start adding more tags? Um, Do you add tags to them? Yeah. I did it when I was in charge of them. I I add tags to all of them. Um, like 12 tags or something. I hate to ruin this for you, but you can't really hear George. <laughs> you what? You can really, really hear George. Yeah, I'm gonna. He needs to take a nap. So once we start recording, <laughs> he's gonna. I'm gonna. He's gonna fall asleep in my arms. Hopefully. Yeah. Is that how that's gonna work? Don't worry. I have a pacifier and a plan. <laughs> that's all you need. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast. Your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Faith Formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the Youth Minister. And I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the Digital Resource Curator. Jackie, what is it like in Japan today? <sighs> it's cold. Yeah. It's 43 degrees right now. Can't relate. It's just always just so cold there. It just is. And, and like, part of me still feels like it shouldn't be this cold yet, so, like, Last night on my way to work, I just wore a leather jacket, mm-hmm. and the entire car ride home, because my car wasn't warming up quickly, I was so cold. I had a lot of regret. Yeah. A lot of regret. Well, it's, it's, regret it's time for the winter jacket. It's been getting cool at night here in San Diego, but the has. daytime has been Ooh, lovely. so windy. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our podcast this week, uh, this week of November 18th, the week of Thanksgiving. So a happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, what if they're not don't from the United States? One? If you're listening outside the United States, I hope you had a good November 22nd. <laughs> uh, and like every week, we are going to begin our podcast with our favorite silly segment where we take our two favorite fun fact segments, fun facts about Japan, where Jackie lives, and fun facts about George Tremaine, who is my four-month-old son, and combine them into one super fun, fun fact segment we like to call George Pan Venn Diagram, where we find the similarities and differences between fun facts about George and fun facts about Japan. So, Jackie, this week uh, you are providing the Japan fun fact. Is it fun? I am. And, you know, I, I thought a lot about it, and something that has always struck me is that you know, you guys are in California during our podcast, and I'm in Japan, and just that essence of Japan is all around me, uh-huh. and really in this podcast with us. Right. Is that a new perfume? Right. Essence <laughs> of Japan. Japan is all around me. Uh, the Japan. Japan number six. Yeah. Uh, so Japan is kind of in the background of the podcast all yeah, the time. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well. That is funny you should say that because today we have a special guest in the podcast recording studio. But he's like, what? Yes, George Tremaine is mm-hmm. currently sleeping soundly in my arms. He's here in the podcast studio, living his best life. Uh, living his best life, for best sure. baby life. And so George, technically, right now, is in the background of this podcast. You can't hear him because he's not making any noise. Same thing with Japan. But same as Japan. Thankfully, that's a win. We're calling that as a win. So we're going to throw it to the judges who are sitting right here in the studio with us. Three of them. And all of their facial expressions are very happy. They really like this one. Mm. That was a quick three thumbs up. Mm -hmm. So that is a similarity 
we have between a... fun facts about George and fun facts about Japan that they are both in the background of this podcast. Right. So thanks everybody. You everyone that's listening uh, wins again. Uh, everybody gets seven gold stars. You can uh, claim your prize um, in Advent. So make sure to hold <laughs> on to the stars. Uh, that is our George Panvin diagram for this week, and uh, now we're going to get to the gospel. Because like every week, our Faith to Go resources, which you can find at www.myfaithtogo.org, are all based on the gospel reading for this week, which is proper 28, um, Mark 13, 1 through 8. And so Jackie is going to read the gospel, and then we are each going to take some time to highlight one point that we hope you take into your conversations this week using those Faith to Go resources. As he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will this be? And what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines. This is the this is but the beginning of the birth pangs. All right, so Mark 13, this is the first eight verses of Mark 13. And if you've been listening along this uh, season, uh, or this liturgical season, to the podcast, you know that we've been slowly making our way through Mark since the summer. And so last week we finished up chapter 12, and so this is the next story at the beginning of chapter 13. Um, I just think it's so funny. This I want to know who the one disciple was that asked that said this to Jesus, where they walk out and they're like, Jesus, look at all these stones <laughs> and all these buildings. <laughs> and he's like, uh-huh. He's like, oh, did you have your more? eyes closed while we were walking here? Like, what? You're very observant, aren't <laughs> yeah, you? Good. Good job. And then I want to know who it was. Maybe it was, was. Oh, I was going to say it was Paul, but he wasn't even there because yeah. he was blind well, at one point. You know, you know how it's really exciting when you're like showing someone your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like you don't, all these you don't stones. I've always loved these also, stones. Right, these are some of the second the temple era moldings, <laughs> some classic Jewish architecture. I love these. I love all these craftsmen's. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've never seen a craftsman before. Yeah, Thanks, you know, really Peter. kitschy, you know. Yeah. It's a really great neighborhood. <laughs> Gentrifying quick though. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um so uh Jackie has the first point for this exciting gospel. Hi, that's me. Yeah. Um mine is about is about uh the disciple who says to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings? Um and I think there is this desire there's this desire and there's just this ability in us to be distracted with large and grand and pretty things. Mm. Um, and, and that's both in buildings, uh, in appearances of buildings, mm-hmm. but also in outward appearances of things that we want to be involved in. 
you know, like, how does this group look for us? Or how does this jacket look on me? Or how does this action that I'm doing? And so how do we get distracted by that? And where does the line of greatness between superficial and really deep, good work belong? You know, where does a group that might look good on your resume when you're applying to colleges, um, where's that line between something that looks really great on your resume, but is also doing good work too? And so how do we, how do we evaluate those things so that we are spending our time and our resources and our thoughts and our energy wisely uh, so that we can find those things that exist in both realms of stuff that might look good because that's what, that is what draws us in, uh-huh. but also stuff that is rewarding and that brings us closer to God and that leads us to do God's work. And where can we find the intersection of those? Right, because it's not like it's not like Jesus is saying here, you know, all buildings are bad, or like right. all these every physical thing is bad, or creation is bad. You know, uh, we we fall into that trap sometimes, especially with Paul talking about like the flesh and like bad things about the flesh, and Jesus in the Gospel of John talking about like the world versus you know that it's the world against him, or kind of painting in this picture like these things that we see are bad and we don't need to engage with them or like our journey is to just avoid them mm-hmm. but like you're saying it's how do we what is like the line is moving from putting all of our hope in things that aren't eternal you know putting our our self-worth and our joy in these big grand things that aren't real but also like f- finding a way to kind of redeem them for ourselves like how does this how do these physical things, these big buildings, these big things, how can I actually use them, you know, to do what I believe the mission of God is in the world or to, like, to to bring my own gifts and vocation to meet the yearnings of the world around me? Mm-hmm. And, and, like, there is a balance there. So it's not about throwing everything out, but it's also not about believing that all these things are the only things. You know, there's, like, that line, like, you're talking about, like, you know, all of this stuff has its place, like properly ordered. It all has its place as tools for our spiritual growth and its place in our faith and in our spiritual journey. It's just about like slowly doing that work throughout our lives of figuring out the balance of figuring out what is and isn't uh, emphasized in our, in that journey. It kind of goes to my into my point because. I wanted to talk about the way you're kind of where you're talking about it is kind of like also about you know what is this what does it say about our spiritual journey what Jesus is saying to the to the disciples about these physical things like what is the what is the sim, symbolism for the internal journey that's going on and and I think that it makes me think of the uh, of Thomas Merton who was a Trappist mm. monk and he talked a lot about the true self and the false self. And this false self was is kind of like this the persona that we put up, um, these structures that we build within ourselves and around ourselves, kind of like the person, the face that we put on for people outside, uh, that and try, trying to like convince people to believe we are who we want them to believe we are, 
and that there's this difference between the false self, which is all these things like our ego and all these things we tell, talk, say about ourselves and maybe it's like lies that we create about ourselves and, and ways that we kind of like deceive the world into making the world believe we are something that we aren't. The difference between that and our true self, which is like our identity in God, like this really deep down transcendent divine identity that we all have that kind of Jesus was always pointing us back to. Um, and so I think about when I read this, I, I can't help but think about like these interior structures that we build. I, I know that for me, like I know what it's been like in my life to have like built up defense mechanisms or like lies that I wanted people to believe, uh, so that I could be feel safe or that I could keep doing something that I wanted to do, but really weren't true about me. Um, we're like, we're actually causing some causing suffering and was like my, my, um, attempt at controlling people and relationships and mm -hmm. the world around me. And I know what it's like for all those things to come crumbling down and like completely fall stone by stone to the ground and like look around and see just this like rubble all around me be like, man, that really didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> All it did was hurt a bunch of people and myself. And that's what, that's what I, and so when he says like, what are these, what are the, what are the signs that this, these things are going to happen? And he like lists all these things, all these like suffering and strife and famine and sadness and war and conflict. And it's all kind of like, to me, when he's talking about like, false teachings or things like prophets that are going to mislead you. It's like people that tell you that the whole point of the spiritual journey, is to like find happiness or to like not suffer. Mm. Mm -mm. And, and what he's saying is that is misleading because what you want to say is, Oh, when I start suffering, that means that's an opportunity for me to avoid suffering. But really it's like when you see these conflicts start coming up, lean into them because they're, the beginning of this crumbling down of the false self, which really is going to lead to the realization of who you are, you know, something, some like wisdom about yourself. And of course, it isn't something that just happens one time. Mm -mm. It's like a thing that is like this cycle, like we talk about of life, death and resurrection of like building, of having like these parts of ourselves that we've built up slowly kind of torn down and, and renewed. Um, but when you like feel that conflict, it's not, it's not like the opposite of peace. It's like the pathway to peace, you know, right. when you feel that strife and that hunger and that sadness, it's not something to run away from, but something to run into and to let it like transform you. Yeah. So that definitely leads into the point that, um, really striked me in the gospel. It was when Jesus said like, this is just the beginning, um, of the birthing pains, you know, he's talking about, as David had mentioned, these awful catastrophes of war and nation against nation and famine and earthquakes and pain. But I, I think it's very interesting that he had used birthing pain in regard, like in contrast to just pain, mm -hmm. because the implication when you're giving birth is that you're giving life. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm sure... Everyone knows that it's certainly not a debate that childbirth is far from pleasant. George will tell you. David will tell you. 
you know, for ev- for all parties involved, frankly. Um, but you can't run away from it. If you are going to have a baby, you're going to have a baby. And um, through that pain and suffering, then new life is born, a new potential, um, a new... And through the pain that comes from, as David had mentioned, kind of tearing down the false self and tearing down the false identities that we give to other people as well. You know, because he's talking about, like, war and nation against nation. It's like, those are those are made-up identities, you know? Um, everyone is going to suffer when you place those things upon the other. So with earthquakes, everyone's affected. Famine, everyone. With war... It's this tribalism of identity that ultimately leads to suffering and death and hurt and pain. And so, the, and, and people will also tell you that pregnancy is certainly not the most pleasant of experiences. Um, there's a lot of pain that goes into it. And that pain, uh, you know, develops and reaches its climax during its birth um, but then new life is formed. Right. So the pregnancy is like this build up, you know, to kind of what he's talking about. And so it's like, how do we experience that kind of those pangs that hurt? And when in our lives has it really kind of what time in our life has really attested to like in Psalm 30, where it's like there might be weeping in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Mm-hmm. And. I think anyone who's given birth will tell you. I mean, I don't know. I haven't. But I'm sure they will if you ask. If you tell them, and we said this on the podcast before, it's like, well, the promise of birth and new life, when you're in the throes of extreme pain from childbirth, does not make it any less painful when you're giving birth. You're not like, oh, it's fine. Your body does not hurt less. Uh Because you're excited and anticipatory towards the end, uh-huh. you know, you're, the the it doesn't placate your suffering. And so, even though we are hopeful as Christians, which is a lot more powerful than optimistic, uh-huh. we are hopeful in 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 the life that will result from this pain and this suffering. Although we are hopeful for that outcome, you know, and we wait for it in during this pain. It does not make this pain any less painful. So it's like you can't even numb the pain you're feeling right now with the promise of joy Mm -hmm. later. You can't, you cannot, resurrection does not heal crucifixion, Uh you know? Um, And and I think that's very important. And and I cannot count how many times we've said something similar to that in this podcast. But, you know, Jesus had some main points. Right. <laughs> he was well, pretty he was fairly consistent. Yeah, and Jesus used Jesus uses this birth birth pains and birth metaphor in other places and the thing that it made me think of was from John 16 where Jesus uses pretty much what you just said like uses a mother giving birth to show what how like sorrow turns into joy, how suffering turns into joy. That mm. a and in Hebrews, it says, for the, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, there was hope of the, in the resurrection, but that doesn't make the, didn't make the cross any less painful, like you're saying. And, and he says in John 16 that, that like, the, 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 the 
illustration of sorrow being turned into joy is a mother in birth pains who can like look at their baby, look at her baby after the baby is born and know that the, that the pain was for this joy to come. You know, it's like, it right. doesn't make the pain less painful, but it makes the joy more joyful. Absolutely. Kind of. And yeah. And, and the other thing I like about the metaphor of, of birth is that like, it, it's not that we do the tearing down of the false self. We're the ones that are building it up. Life is going to tear it down. Right. Like, it's like our lives, yeah. they're going to f- tumble, like Jesus says. And I love that because like when you're giving, when a woman is giving birth, like the body is doing the work. The body knows what it's doing. Mm-hmm. The body's making the contractions. The body is like sending the signals for to for the, for the woman to push, and like the mother is the mother is the one that ultimately like follows that right. calling of the body to put to like work with the body to push. But you can't do it all by yourself, and you can't control it. <laughs> right, and the body's going to do it. So like life is going to life is going to do these contractions. Life is going to provide these contractions. Life is going to make the birth process happen, whether we like it or not. And those are also the signals and signs. What are the signals yeah. and signs that this is going to happen? Like right. what the disciples the con- have asked. Right. And that's the contractions, like con- conflict and all You know things. it's coming. Right. Okay, so we have three points. Yeah, we do. Point number one was from Jackie, talking about those uh, things that in our lives, those great things and big things. Um, that we can use sometimes for our own defenses and to make ourselves feel better, but can also be used in our own spiritual growth. Um, number two was mine, and that was about um, this spiritual journey of having that false self that we build up brick by brick, kind of torn down, like Jesus is saying, and the, the necessity of that kind of suffering that leads to new life, which was Maya's third point. Uh, about highlighting that birth uh, analogy and those birth, that birth pang imagery of this suffering being for something, suffering leading to joy. And so having had heard that discussion, um, Jackie is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear something new uh, this time through. Mark 13, 1 through 8. As he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will this be? And what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place. But the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. All right. That is our episode for this week, uh, for the week of November 18th and proper 28 in lectionary cycle year B. We have one more week left mm. in year B, you guys. Man. Uh, yeah, Christ the King Sunday is uh, 
November 25th, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And then the next Sunday, December 2nd, is Advent 1, which will start wow. a new lectionary year. Um, wow. Make sure to go check out all of those Faith to Go resources at www.myfaithtogo.org. You can uh, find resources for three different age groups that will help you and your family have faith discussions throughout the week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at faith to go uh, And you can also sign up for a weekly email that comes out every Sunday on the website. Uh, rate and review this podcast uh, to help other people find it. And check out Episcopal Cafe, where uh, faith to go is listed on their podcast page. They've got a bunch of great news and happenings from around the Episcopal Church. Um, but that's our episode for this week. We'll be back in your feed next week. I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. And for those outside of the United States, a happy November 22nd. But until then, say goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.